And it's great to be with you. Hope you're uh, having a wonderful uh, Monday afternoon. We certainly are. We're about to uh, bring back some lovely memories. You know, for 105 years, Her Majesty's Theatre in Grote Street has been the entertaining, uh, the entertainment centre for Adelaide audiences. Everything from vaudeville to comedy to high-end drama. What's your fondest memory? Give us a call. Uh, you know, perhaps it's standing at the back door waiting for a glimpse of your hero, Dame Judy Dench or Spike Milligan. 8223 Give us a call. We'd love to hear your mem- memories. Well, the beautiful old theatre is the centre of attention at the moment, of course, with the Adelaide Festival uh, underway. But when that's all over, she's in for a major refit. It's a $66 million transformation, so she certainly will be the centre of attention for a lot of hard hats. It's a really exciting project. And to tell us about the plans, it's a very good afternoon to Liz Hawkins uh, from the Adelaide Festival Centre, which, of course, runs Her Majesty's, or the Madge, as it's called. Hi. Hello. Exciting times ahead it is for the old girl. Exciting. We're allowed to call it the old girl, aren't we? Absolutely. <laughs> Gala opening 1931. Of course, it began life as the Tivoli. Yes, it did. It did. The old Tivoli theatres, if you, if you don't know much about them, they were established by that great English music hall comedian Harry Rickards. Back in 1893, the first Tivoli, I believe, opened in Sydney. You know, the home of vaudeville, all sorts of interesting. He had this company that was called the New Tivoli Minstrel and Grand Specialty Company. And it really had the best... What a best. great title. It is a great title. <laughs> it really had the best, you know, best of vaudeville and and that type of comedy for probably 70 years. And, and by the turn of the century, ultimately, um, we had had a Tivoli theatre in almost every capital city. And then 1913, of course, was Adelaide. And um, it's had some big names through the years, isn't it? It has. You know, the Whoopi Goldbergs of the year. You know, obviously Barry Humphreys. um, He has promised that he is leaving behind his ghost to haunt it when he he passes on. You know, if you see our signature wall. Now, we have a signature wall that's had autographs. Now, I was going to ask you about that. A lot of the big names have left their mark, literally. Literally, literally on the wall. And we're actually going to, we're taking that down brick by brick and recreating it in in the new theatre. So, yes, we've just been to lots of meetings about how that that happens, but, yes, it's recreated. So it'll be fantastic. Uh, Let's just say exactly what's going to happen. Uh, The theatre is going to be... brought more up to date, but you're also expanding sideways, aren't you? We are indeed. So, essentially, when the theatre opened in, in 1913, it actually had a capacity of 2,300. So, it was on three levels. Um, one of those levels, as we call it, up in the gods, was so steep it wouldn't be legal now. So, <laughs> so back in the 60s... You had to pop your ears when you went up there. Clearly. Yeah. And, and the yeah. staircase was outside. If you look at the doorway, you had to enter from outside to get up to the oh, cheap okay. seats up, up in the top. But, essentially, um, that, was, that was part of the renovation in the 60s and then further in the 70s where they put a false ceiling in there and closed that area off and, and dropped the capacity down to 960, which is is not really commercially viable. So a couple of years ago, the Festival Centre Trust and actually the foundation purchased the building next door that's right, right to, the, to the west. Mm-hmm. And what we're doing is essentially putting all of the amenities, you know, the bar spaces, the gallery spaces into that side, and then we can drop a whole new theatre in, inside the heritage facade to bring that capacity back up to 15 and, and really um, create a spectacular theatre, once again, on three levels. Fantastic. It's uh, really exciting, isn't it? Of course, um, 1962, let, let's uh, take a, a few, a bit, of, a bit of a trip down memory lane. This is 1962, when uh, the old girl was actually uh, officially named and reopened as Her Majesty's Theatre.
Ladies and gentlemen, tonight, Adelaide's 49-year-old Tivoli Theatre in Grote Street makes a comeback, reviving nostalgic memories of its glorious opening night of 1913. But now, only a shell remains of the old Tivoli as we knew it in those days. Around this shell has been built the finest live theatre in the Southern Hemisphere. Her Majesty's Theatre, remodeled by J.C. Williamson Theatres Limited at a cost of £300,000. In just under 30 minutes, the Premier Sir Thomas Playford will open the theatre from the stage after the arrival of His Excellency the Governor Sir Edric Bastian and Lady Bastian and the official party. A lot of pomp and ceremony there, wasn't there? There certainly was. That's fantastic. I've never heard that. That's great, isn't it? So it must have been a real landmark uh, point for um, uh, the Adelaide uh, theatre movement. I think, you know, it definitely has been an Adelaide landmark. And if you look at the history, you know, there were community groups. There was performances during the war. I mean, it's really a theatre that's been used by, I think, everybody in the community. And certainly, you know, the the number of names and and changes has been extraordinary. But everybody has a memory of being in that theatre and and possibly being up there at the community singing, you know, on a Sunday afternoon up in that highest, you know, grand circle level. Would love to hear your uh, memories if you've got any uh, and you want to share. 8223-0000. Some big names, Lauren Bacall, W.C. Fields, Whoopi Goldberg, as you said, uh, Spike Milligan, Rowan Atkinson, Dame Judy Dench. She was only here last or year before, wasn't it? Yes, it, it was. Fairly recently. Yes, it was. Uh, Ronnie Corbett, um, Angela Lansbury, you name it, they've been there. They have. And... Um, They've, as you say, all left their mark on that wall. I'm, I'm fascinated to see that you're going to take the wall down and put it up again. I'm, I'm photographing <laughs> it first just yeah, to I make sure everything goes I hope you are. smoothly. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you know about the ghost? Can you tell us anything about the ghost that's allegedly living there? Well, there was a death on opening night in two, you know, in 1913, and basically it was one of the one of the stagehands, one of the mechs up at the top had a heart attack up in up in the grid. It was a heart attack, was yes, it? Yes, that's okay. that's our understanding. Yeah. And, you know, died and, and things were slightly delayed. There was more pomp and circumstance, I think, back in the 1913 opening. But um, there have definitely been, if you talk to Kelvin or any of the people that have been in that theatre or some of our stagehands and mechs that have worked there for 20, 30 years, odd things happen. If lights have gone on yeah. and off, you know, when there's only one person in the building. Um, doors have shut. There's all sorts of things that have happened. So many a story. And many of artists uh, has has said that they have felt something or they're really? just positive that yeah. somebody else was there in a dress room or or something's moved when they know that nobody else has been in there so quite fascinating so i don't know if barry humphreys is going to battle the ghost i'm not i'm not sure who's going to win there (laughs) yeah i was going to say i've got i put my money on barry quite frankly um um, uh, of course it wouldn't be a theater without a ghost no it wouldn't bumping around there behind the the the, the flat somewhere uh brett's at holden hill he's got a memory of uh, her majesty's g'day brett how's going guys yeah good good what's uh, Um, your favorite memory uh i saw harry connick jr there Ten or more years ago, and um, what was kind of funny about it all was I was in a, I was uh, paid extra from my work to fly home from Canberra early to go and see it, and and so my, I was delayed by five hours, so I was a little bit late getting the concert, and my wife was incredibly unhappy with me as soon as we got in. <laughs> So I was arguing all the way from the airport. As soon as we got inside, all the arguments disappeared, and it was just incredible. And then. Um, He'd obviously been to the central market uh, that particular day yeah. and started explaining to everybody how so it was amazing that they had goat and camel and emu for sale. So <laughs> he put an electric frying pan stuck on top of his grand piano and started cooking meat and feeding the people in the audience. On the stage? Oh, yeah, he was. He? Uh, I, I've been a massive fan of his forever and he's standing right next to me with a bowl of 
meat, and it was just the weirdest thing I've ever seen. But like memories wise, like you just couldn't beat it. It was just fantastic. That's great, great story, Uh, Brett. Thanks so much for for sharing that with us. There you go. Some of the things, eh? I don't know whether that'll be repeated in years to come with the new look. I quite like that, though. Yeah, I do. Um, The the important thing, though, with uh, now, how many uh, with this um, redevelopment? How many seats? Uh, 1,474. Right. What do we have at the Festival Theatre? 1,946. Right. So this is a good in-between. This will mean, the big plan, isn't it, will mean we will be able to bring some shows that currently or in the past we've missed out on because of seat availability, theatre size, etc. Absolutely. So a lot of, you know, some of the major running musicals, the Disney musicals, really need to sit in a theatre for anywhere up to 10 to 12 weeks. And we've never been able to mm. to give them that opportunity. You know, we have a lot of very important commitments to our home companies, to the opera, to the orchestra. So to find that, you know, to find that space within the theatre is difficult. And it's it's been a continuing challenge as now and more and more, Adelaide is really back on the market for, for major musicals. Mm. We definitely definitely have the audience and the capacity producers want to come but we're the only capital city with just one lyric theater in you know mm. in the city mm. so to build this second theater is really really important you know bring in additional you know 50 performances a year you know that's you know 40 million dollars worth of box office over four years it's quite extraordinary so that's the big strategy of this whole thing for people who are thinking oh why are we wasting money on this area we're not wasting money it no. is the, the overall strategy to keep us on them or put us back on the market Absolutely. because a few things have flown over our heads they have Indeed. This will put us back on the market and keep us on the market and, of course, as you say, bring that revenue into the town. Absolutely. So and keep people, keep people here instead of having to go interstate to see yeah, some of those major yeah, shows. Yeah, no, really, really good point. I, I think it's a, a great uh, initiative. Pat's at Elizabeth West and she, or Elizabeth East, sorry, Pat, uh, you've got a, got a memory from a few years ago? Yes, I have. Uh, 1943, uh, during the war, I was in the Air Force stationed in Adelaide and um, I went to see, uh, I was... Uh, 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 on the stage with Jack Davey in a quest, a quiz question. Yes. And I've never forgotten the question he asked me, and he asked me what was a velocipede. And to his surprise, I knew. <laughs> what um, was the question again? Beg your pardon? What was the question again? What is a, a velocipede? Don't you know? No, come on, put us out it's of our a misery. A bike. A bike? Yes. Is it? Yes, a push bike. <laughs> Did you know that? No, I didn't know that either. We're all looking at each other here, Pat. Well done. I'll tell you what. Here. Yeah. <laughs> you better call back for the quick quiz at 2.30, uh, Pat. A big pardon? You better call back for the quick quiz at 2.30. But, uh, we do a little bit later. I just wanted to more quick. There was a comedian I also went to see. I can't remember his name. But a couple of us arrived late in uniform because of, of duties we'd had to perform. And he called us out in front of the audience. Oh. And we were so embarrassed. As late but, arrivals. But it was a fantastic show. He was, I wish I could remember his name. He was really good. He, he was an Australian, of course. So yeah. We didn't have international visitors in those days. No. I lovely. have been since, but I just wanted to mention those two. Lovely okay. story, Pat. Thanks so much for calling. Uh, all the best. Uh, uh, we'll uh, continue to talk about uh, the great uh, history and memory of uh, Her Majesty's Theatre, which is about to undergo uh, its biggest facelift ever. We'll continue that conversation after the break, so keep your thoughts and memories coming, Eight double two three double o double o. And we'll also hear the terrifying story that we we almost sold it. It was almost bulldozed uh, way back, not that many years ago. We'll uh, explain that further. We're talking about our wonderful memories of uh, Her Majesty's Theatre 
uh, in uh, Great Street here in Adelaide, which is about to undergo a $66 million uh, transformation. Uh, it's really, really uh, exciting stuff. The uh, the facade of the building will be maintained, that beautiful uh, character of the building, but backstage it's going to be state-of-the-art, which is uh, really exciting stuff. And we've got uh, Liz Hawkins. Oh, I, 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 I shudder, Liz, when I look at your title, Director of Programming and Development. <laughs> your ulcers must be so big in your tummy. <laughs> I have a great job. <laughs> you, you have a good, you do have a great job. It really is must be an exciting job. Um, uh, as I said before the break, um, we almost lost the theatre back in the 1970s. The, the owners at the time put it on the market, and of course, the big fear was it was going to be bulldozed and, uh, you know, it was a prime real estate, isn't it? Right it is, over the road from uh, the market. It's absolutely prime real estate. And and now, I mean, it was such, you know, foresight to actually save that theatre because it's the last of the Tivoli theatres in mm. the country. There are no other theatres like that. Is this the very last one? Very last one. Is it? Very last one. So it would have been uh, a pretty sad day. It would have been yeah. a sad day. And, yeah. you know, there have been other other times throughout the course of the year where I feel like we've almost lost it. But I think that, mm. you know, the city really has come around it. We recognise that it's really, really important to our community, but also to our economy. Mm. Yeah. Well, uh, luckily, in that uh, that era when it was uh, being touted as being put on the market, you know, for development and so forth, uh, Don Dunstan, of course, as we know, the, the festival happened under him. The festival centre was built under Don and so forth. Um, uh, he stepped in, and that's when the government purchased the uh, the, the theatre. Which has been and, an incredible uh, asset, I think. Yeah, yeah, and it's uh, been uh, part of uh, the portfolio ever since. Uh, I th- that was 1979, it was, in right. March 1979. It was uh, relaunched as the Opera Theatre. Yes. Hmm. It's had more names. I was going to say, we, so we had the Tivoli, then <laughs> yes. it became something, and the then princess. it became the Princess. Yeah. Then it became... The Opera Theatre, then Her Majesty's. I don't know how this all changed. Why Her Majesty's? Do you know the story behind that? I actually don't. There's a great book um, that has been written uh, by Frank Van Stratton, and it's all about the history of Her Maj, and it's got a lot of the original pictures and artists and everything in there. And and I know that that story is in there, but I'm not I'm not sure. Some of the other name changes um, have been significant, I Mm. think. But this one... Not not exactly sure. No, no. Uh, no plans to change the name. Definitely not. No. So it's her, her Madge. Her Madge, she stays. She's staying. She's staying. Now, of course, one of the big names, we've talked about a few big names, and still happy to hear your memories of uh, Her Majesty's. If you want to give us a call, 822-3000. One of the big names, of course, who has been um, a real force behind the uh, the campaign to have the uh, the theatre, A, saved and also done up, is Barry Humphreys. He has. Um, he's got some very nice stories to tell, hasn't he? He's got fantastic stories. He really believes, he always says that it's his absolute favourite theatre in the world. But and they all say that. Do you uh, reckon he's being fair dinkum? I do. I've never heard him say that anywhere else. And I've heard him say it on other theatres across the country that Her <laughs> Majesty's in Adelaide's the favourite. So I think, you know, he is, he's probably performed there more than any other single artist that we've had. Probably about seven to, between seven and ten times, I think, throughout, throughout his career. And, he just says that there's something about the feel of that theatre. Mm. The theatres mm. that were built in that era have tremendous acoustics. You know, the way that they were designed, they're very 
intimate, even though they seem to be quite large. So he's been very uh, protective of the of the redevelopment as well, as well as being just such a strong advocate. And that's why he's been the, the patron, yes, hasn't incredible he? Incredible yeah. patron. You, you were saying before the break that even uh, backstage, you know, the fly system and so forth, it's almost 100 years old, but it still works perfectly and it's wonderful to operate. It is wonderful to operate. Obviously, the ropes have been changed, just in case yeah. anyone's... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Occupational health and safety. Occupational yeah. health and safety. And, and the whole system, you know, will bring in a brand new system. But interestingly enough, we're still going to bring in a hand system, not a motorized system. Oh, okay. And once again, you know, that's, that's, you know, that's a choice, really. We can always bring in hand motors for those sets that require them. But, you know, it's a choice to have that additional sensitivity. So the, the theatre, you know, consultants that we're working with advise us to do that. And, of course, our tech crew are, are thrilled that that's the way mm, that it's going mm. to be. How long is this uh, all going to take? How, how long is she going to be out of action for? Well, she's essentially about 18 months. So she closes. We literally hand her over to the build, builders on the 3rd of April. And we anticipate getting canned back kind of over the end of 2019, soft launching in early 2020, and certainly ready for the Adelaide Festival in you know when that happens in March of 2020, probably before, though. New seats? No, but our seats are only two years old, so the okay. seats, so those seats are not going to be replaced, and we'll bring in other seats like that. But, but, and this is this is the highlight. Of course, the seats in that theater right now are very close together, which is one of the biggest complaints, and and that will change. That's and, what I was getting at when yes, I said yes, new seats. The distance okay. between the yeah. seats will change. It will move to to close to what the festival theater is, which is almost a meter between yeah, between the good. rows, yeah. and yeah. and several more aisles, and just lifts to every single level. You know, your whole customer experience will be will be phenomenal comparatively speaking to to what it has been recently so uh the big uh, crescendo will happen on the 24th of march it will indeed and uh, some big names well, it's really exciting. So these are people, you know, it's such a rich history around that theatre. So these are people who have performed there, who are coming back really to donate their time. This is a fundraiser. We are charged with raising uh, between three to five million dollars for the project ourselves. So this is part of our fundraising campaign. And it will be Robin Archer, Johanna Allen, Michaela Berger, Cameron Goodall, um, Nancy Hayes, Ali McGregor, um, Meow Meow will be back. And also Phil Skinner. I don't know if you've ever interviewed her. So Phil Skinner is, is the last of the original original Tivoli Tappers. So she's oh, really? in her 90s. Yeah. Um, she's absolutely um, phenomenal. If, if you think back then, um, these had, you know, international vaudeville acts, comedians, dancers, but also what they called scantily clothed chorus girls. <laughs> and they were known as scantily dressed as you can be in the at the turn of the century. But these were known as the Tivoli Tappers. And so Phil is the last um, living Tivoli Tapper. And she's coming. And she'll be there. Is she going to tap? I, I probably... Probably not, but she's got more stories than anybody. I about bet that you. Theater. What a fantastic event that's going to be! It will yeah, be really yeah. exciting. And as I said, the proceeds go to yeah, the building yeah. campaign. It is uh, uh, purely and simply going into into the uh, the refit. Um, tickets are still available. They are. They can be purchased through Bass or just on the yeah through the Adelaide Festival yes, Centre. Go, go to bass.net.au or uh, you can call Bass on one three one two four six. That's one three one two four six. And I'd suggest um, to book because the tickets are going to be pretty hot. I would imagine the closer it gets. They are. There's, you know the last the last time you'll get to see them yeah. in its current state. Yeah, yeah. So you can say I was there and saw the 1970s chandelier for the last time. That's right. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> hey, listen. Uh, good luck. Liz, Thank I'll talk you. to you again halfway through the year and see how it's going. Thank we'll get an update much. and see see how the ulcers are. <laughs> no, I'm sure it'll be go, going fantastic. Really exciting stuff, uh, as uh, you know, the Adelaide being the festival state, as we keep on spruiking. And uh, this is uh, just one of the reasons. Thank Lo you. Lovely to meet you, and uh, good luck with the hard hat. Thanks. All right.